WVOW Local News, now. Man receives 20 to 50 years prison sentence for two counts of sexual assault on a child. I'm Robert Fields. More on this story ahead from WVOW's Aaron Stone. 63-year-old James Edward Rogers previously pleading guilty to two counts of sexual assault in the second degree against a minor will essentially spend the rest of his life in prison after sentencing today at the Logan County Courthouse. Rogers admitted in court to digitally and orally assaulting a six-year-old girl. Logan County Prosecutor David Wandling says the facts of the case are some of the most heinous he's seen since being a prosecutor or in his 19 years practicing law. Victim thought of Rogers as a grandfather, according to Wandling. She called him Papaw. Circuit Court Judge Kelly Gilmore Cotispoti sentenced Rogers to the maximum. We have a six-year-old victim here. And the court feels that the punishment should uh, fit the crime, and the court's going to sentence him to not less than 10 or more than 25 years on each of the counts. Um, Following the sentence, Prosecutor Wandling tells WVOW News that the judge handed down the right sentence. In order to get out, he'll have to serve a minimum of 20. So, and again, he is um, uh, 63 years old and in poor health. Uh, So if he gets out at at 80, 83 years old or so, um, then the remainder of his life after that, he'll essentially be on probation. He have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. And so there will be um, uh, adequate safeguards in place to protect the community from somebody like Mr. Rogers, even when he is in advanced age and in poor health if he is ultimately released in prison, which I don't expect. I think he'll serve the remainder of his days in the Division of Corrections, and quite frankly, that's what should have happened in this case. For WVOW News. I'm Aaron Stone. Medical emergencies are never expected. They just happen. And when they do, it's critical to know that the skilled emergency medicine specialists and advanced diagnostic technologies at Logan Regional Medical Center are nearby. With imaging, laboratory, and surgery services close, you have access to all the resources you need for high-quality emergency medical care. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well. Live well. That's why we're here. For more information, visit LoganRegionalMedicalCenter.com. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Friday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at Marshall's basketball game at Appalachian and preview the Mountaineers game Saturday with Baylor. Pat Strader will be here with Beer Friday. Brad Halpern Sportsline joins me at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. The McDowell County Sheriff's Office makes 11 arrests following attempts to use drones to smuggle drugs into a federal prison. Each suspect has been charged with attempting to introduce contraband into a correctional facility, with additional charges ranging from unauthorized use of a drone to terrorist acts. A juvenile involved in the case has received multiple felony charges. Their bonds have been set between $20,000 and $150,000 cash only. One of the suspects, 29-year-old Jose Sanchez of Louisville, fled on foot from deputies on February the 9th. He was found dead this week, and his body has been sent to the West Virginia State Medical Examiner's Office. Investigation into this case is still ongoing. 
daycare owners in court Thursday in Lincoln County for child neglect charges. Christy Scraggs and Haroldine Keener waived their preliminary hearings in magistrate court. The case is now moved to the circuit court. Two other employees of the Miles and Smiles Kids Daycare are also charged. According to Lincoln County Sheriff Gary Linville, the investigation began last October when a toddler managed to escape the daycare owned by Scraggs and Keener. The child was discovered at the nearby 7-Eleven when a man there took charge of the child. Scraggs, Keener, and the two employees were arrested a week ago yesterday for child neglect, according to the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office. They were arraigned and released on personal recognizant bonds. A new trial date set for the case of Michael Klein, the former operator of the Hot Cup Coffee Shop in downtown Logan. 48-year-old Michael Klein is out of jail on bond awaiting trial. He is accused of multiple felony counts, including three counts of distribution and exhibition of material depicting minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct, three counts of soliciting a minor via computer to engage the minor in prohibited sexual activity, and two counts of use of minors in filming sexually explicit conduct. The charges make up two superseding indictments handed down by a Logan County grand jury on January the 11th of this year. The new indictments supplant the indictments handed down by a grand jury in the spring of 2023. The previous charges of assault are no longer in play since the new indictments supplant the indictments from last year. Klein was previously in jail for nearly a year on a $500,000 cash-only bond, and numerous attempts to lower that bond failed in the last year. Judge Joshua Butcher lowered that bond last month to $100,000. The judge reasoned a new bond is warranted now without the violent assault charges. During this week's edition of Ask the Attorney, Rob Kinzel and WVOW's Aaron Stone discussed the case at some length regarding law of consent and how superseding indictments work. So what Mr. Wanling has apparently gone through the evidence in this case, and and I, I don't know anything truly other than what I've read and what you and I have talked about, I uh, don't know anything. I don't have any inside information on it. But my guess is Mr. Wanling has gone through the evidence and was concerned about whether or not he could, uh, uh, whether or not he could get a conviction and uh, mm-hmm. in pursuing justice. And that's the, you know, that's a prosecutor's duties to pursue justice. So he went back with this, uh, what we call a superseding indictment, presented the evidence to the grand jury, what the state intends to prove at a trial and the grand jury said you know what uh, we think the charges should change and they came out with new charges now you know i think brandon and i talked about this sometime when all this originally happened but you know in west virginia the age of consent to have sexual relations is 16 years old mm-hmm. so a 16 year old as repulsive as it may be could have relations with a 60 year old or whatever uh, the trouble is, is that you cannot film a minor engaging in sexual contact. And that that's 18. That would be 18. Under 18. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you could. And, and these go specifically, when it says 18, they mean day of birth. That's like, right. That That is the day that is legally uh, atta- right. obtainable. Exactly. So what happens is, you know, somebody could be having relations with, a 16 year old 16 17 mm-hmm. up to 18 but you know they couldn't be filming any of this and that's where um as i understand it, that may be some of the charges or some of the problem is that uh somebody under the age of 18 a minor was filmed maybe uh in in the course of uh relations the trial was set to begin on february 12th however the new indictments have set the beginning of that trial back to april 15th
Controversy abounds in the West Virginia House of Delegates as they consider resolutions on the topic of euthanasia. One resolution, authored by Republican Delegate Pat McGeehan of Hancock County, rejects the idea of euthanasia as an option for the ill and the elderly in the Mountain State. McGeehan says it's time to make the right choice. This is our chance to take a stand against this evil. House Concordant Resolution 74 is a 1,600-word document which aims to state the House's opinion on the matter. It says that the idea of euthanasia must remain as foreign to the common life of West Virginia as it is to the health of any just and reasonable society. The document further disparages the concept as irresponsible and based on individual desire, saying that we are social creatures apt to act on each other's desires and meet each other's expectations in order to keep a broad and abiding peace. The resolution concludes by calling a culture that would support euthanasia a culture of death, claiming on the other hand that rejection of the practice represents a sacrificial love that so often gives life its meaning. There was no debate after the document was read in full and was adopted with only nine Democrat votes opposing. That resolution now moves to the state Senate. The resolution that did spark debate on the floor was House Joint Resolution 28, also authored by McGeehan, which calls to introduce a constitutional amendment prohibiting practice of euthanasia by healthcare professionals. If adopted, the amendment would go to the ballot for public vote. Democratic Delegate Anitra Hamilton of Monongalia County, who is a healthcare worker herself, said that she didn't understand the point of the resolution, pointing out that doctors don't make the ultimate choice in the matter. She says that it's the patient's informed decision, and they're right. Every patient also has the right to a living will and advanced directives, meaning that as long as they are are mentally able, they are capable and capable, they make the choice. They have the right to make the choice on the direction of their care. The resolution received overwhelming support from Republican delegates, several of whom took to the floor with personal stories dealing with suicide and sentiments regarding the precious nature of life. The same nine Democrats opposed the joint resolution, and it goes to the state Senate with 88 votes in favor. Puxatawney Phil said spring was in sight, but it turns out Tug Fork Tim had it right. West Virginia is expected to see some snowfall from the west tonight, heading into Saturday morning, according to a winter weather advisory issued by the National Weather Service. The lowlands could see some rain to start off the evening, with it transitioning to snow after sunset. Roads are expected to be warm enough to melt the snow on contact, but the region could see accumulations of slush, making for hazardous road conditions. Charleston Weather Bureau meteorologist Joe Curtis says accumulations could vary from location to location. The lowlands generally an inch or less uh, that could change, but right now we're looking at about an inch or less in the lowlands and in the mountains, about two to five inches. Mild temperatures and sunshine are expected to return as we head into next week. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com or on your smart device with the WVOW mobile app. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Chris Knoll, and while we were dry for the morning hours, big changes are going to move in for this afternoon and evening over the cold fields of West Virginia. We'll see some rain chances move in once we start getting into the end of the afternoon hours, and that rain will transition into snow overnight tonight. Not expect to see much of that snow stick to the ground, but you could see around one to two inches of snow in the grass, but roads themselves actually looking to be more slushy with road temperatures expected to stay above freezing. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kurtzville this week on Metro News Talk Line on Thursday's show. 
Mercer County Delegate Doug Smith joined us. He sponsored a bill to allow teachers to carry concealed weapons in the classroom. Just up front, this is a voluntary program, so there's nobody required to do it. It's a teacher that wants to volunteer for the program. On Friday, it is steam release at 1133. Join me for Metro News Talk Line at 10.06 on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then.